A healthy lifestyle is not about what you lose, it's about what you gain. Unknown author. Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color to live at your finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish your bodies, mind, and spirit so you can flourish as a whole vibrant and healthy champion. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board-certified family physician, lifestyle medicine, and obesity medicine specialist, and the blessed founder of my holistic wellness company called Living at Your Finest, where I serve as a wellness strategist. Have you struggled with your holistic health, body, mind, and spirit? Maybe manifesting true ways of chronic fatigue, being discouraged, or just feeling disconnected? Imagine constantly being whole, vibrant, and healthy with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically? Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph in this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health journeys using the principles of lifestyle medicine in an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Greetings, Living at Your Finest Health Champions. Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast show. I am pleased that you are tuning in to listen and thank you for your dedication. I truly appreciate you all. I hope all is well with you and yours. Did you know that I have a 10-week total wellness reboot camp where I serve as your wellness strategist to support and guide you on your wellness journey? So far, I've had two clients that have completed the program and had remarkable outcomes with their health markers. A1Cs improved significantly, went from pre-diabetes to normal findings, and another that had diabetes and improved significantly. I've also launched a sleep course called Sleep Better, Feel Your Finest. This is a fantastic course that helped me along my journey. It contains practical tips to maximize your sleep pattern. To find out more about these programs that I offer, check my website, livingatyourfinest.com and go under the Work With Me tab. Now, this is Lifestyle Medicine Week. This week is a global celebration of healthy behaviors and a public awareness campaign to showcase the impact our choices have on our chronic diseases outcome. Not just that, but the cost, patient, because we are all patients at some point or the other, as well as health equity. We want a health equity amongst all populations, particularly in the white and brown community. So I'm super excited about this week. It's a week long from May 29 to June 4th. During this period, I'm going to emphasize what lifestyle medicine entails. Now more than ever, we need to emphasize a lifestyle medicine first approach to provide real health care where we focus on the identification of the problem and how we can get rid of the problem, not just relying on medication, but getting to the root cause, right? Because the whole goal is to decrease chronic diseases, the burden, and just restore health. So on this episode, I would like to enlighten you about lifestyle medicine, its principles, the role of lifestyle medicine in our homes. And I want to share some recent triumphant stories about how my home, my family and I have been able to apply lifestyle medicine. So let's get to it. (music) 
Lifestyle medicine is a medical specialty that uses therapeutic lifestyle interventions as the primary modality to treat, prevent, and reverse lifestyle-related chronic diseases. Now, these chronic diseases include, but not limited to, heart disease, diabetes, kidney lung disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, even stroke, all of them bearing obesity as the corporate of all these diseases resulting from poor gut health, hormonal imbalance, and inflammation. Now, what's up with this organization? What is this organization that started lifestyle medicine? Well, let me tell you more. The American College of Lifestyle Medicine is the medical professional society providing quality education and certification to those dedicated to clinical and worksite practice of lifestyle medicine as the foundation to a transformed and sustainable healthcare system. Doesn't that sound like what you want? Instead of doctors being like drug dealers, where <laughs> they just you just call a problem and they give you a, a medication and then the medication causes a side effect and you get another medication to treat that I, I watch a lot of doctor shows so this one was called the doc the good doctor and oh my goodness it was a mystery this patient came in and she came in without exaggeration i think she had about 16 different pills when she was narrating how she got all those pills it was as a result of a side effect that i was trying to take care of i am so grateful for the american college of lifestyle medicine that started this initiative to train so lifestyle medicine certified clinicians are trained to apply evidence-based whole person prescriptive lifestyle change to prevent, treat, and reverse lifestyle-related chronic diseases and conditions. I am chuckling here and so happy because I am pleased that there is an organization that supports this. I remember um, not too long in my practice, I felt overwhelmed. I felt tired. I felt like a drug dealer just prescribing medication, not having enough time to get to the midst of the situation. So it's like if the roof is leaking, I'm just mopping the ground. I don't get a chance to find out why is that roof leaking so I can repair it. So I'm really, really excited to share with you about the discipline of lifestyle medicine. And so what are these pillars that are used, right? I said prescriptive lifestyle changes. So it's, it uses six pillars. And the first one is a whole food plant predominant eating pattern, physical activity, restorative sleep, stress management, positive social connections, and avoidance of risky substances. All of this certainly will help you to live at your finest, keep you whole, vibrant, and healthy. These pillars are all interconnected to support whole health. Your physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, all of that intertwine. It also, of course, will affect your occupational health, your financial health. Now, the above pillars that I mentioned can be a prescription for happiness, right? So happiness within you, happiness in your family, happiness in your community. It all starts in your Jerusalem from your home. And all these little changes that we we make every day goes a long way to impact our long-term health. And you know, they say that if you want to have a bright future, it all starts with the habits that you that you inculcate into your everyday doings. That, that's what makes a difference. Now, the four common questions that I get asked on a day-to-day -day basis about lifestyle medicine, I want to dive into the response. The first one is, what about medications? I thought they have their role. What then happens? Well, let me tell you something. If the diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And when the diet is correct, medicine is of no need. This is a famous African 
quote, and it's correct because if our body is placed in the in the right environment, it will strive. The body is the engine, the mind is the engineer. So if we put it in the right environment, it will work towards our advantage. Same thing with your vehicle. You put the right oil, the right gas, it will go a long way for you. The second question that I get asked, but I'm destined for diabetes and hypertension. My genes, I have it. Everybody in my family has it. Well, that is so far from the truth. You are not destined to go down the same line, okay? We just find that because the same patterns and, and, and you know are seen within families, that's why we think that we're all going down the same line. Now, let me tell you, 50% yes of what happens to you is genetic blamed. Yes, that's right. But guess what? There's another 50%. So the other 50% consists of 40% of your lifestyle. So all those things that I talked about and 10% of your environment. And we can use this 50% to influence the 50% of the genetics. That's where we hear terminologies like epigenetics. So, you know, you would have to pull the trigger to express those genes in a negative way, you can express it in a, in a positive way. All right. So I want that to land there for you. you. You don't have to go down that part. I recall when I had high blood pressure and I was on multiple medications about 14 years ago, I determined I wasn't going down that path and I was able to get off those medicines, doing the right thing, applying these pillars one step at a time. Same thing with arthritis, wear and tear of my joints. We have a strong family history of arthritis and I wasn't ready to go down that path either. So we can change the narrative. The third question that comes up a lot is, well, I'm so confused. There are different types of medicine. I mean, I'm looking for a doctor. I hear functional medicine. I hear allopathic medicine. I hear integrative medicine, preventative medicine. All right, well, let me share some light on that, okay? So allopathic medicine just refers to a system where the medical doctors or the healthcare professionals, they treat your symptoms and your disease using drugs, radiation, surgery, okay? Preventative medicine, on the other hand, it's all about the practice of promoting preventative healthcare, right? So that means detection and screening of environmental safety and public health. Functional medicine, on the other hand, focuses on diagnostic blood work to direct their treatment plan for you. The treatment plan could involve nutritional, lifestyle alterations. Um, it could also have some natural agents such as herbs, homeopathic supplements, and medications if needed. Integrative medicine, just simple. If you hear a doctor is an integrative medicine doctor, they're just combining conventional medicine, which is just really pills with, you know, alternative medicine of any sort. Some alternative medicine could be acupuncture. Now, lifestyle medicine on the other one, I say is the foundation for the redesign, the value-based, the equitable healthcare delivery system leading to a whole person health. Why do I say that? Because it focuses on educating and motivating patients to improve the qualities of life by changing their personal health behaviors and habits. All right. And it's around all these pillars that I spoke about, which is the foundation, which is what we live by. So if we live, if we're doing it the wrong way, then we're just going to see all the negative things that come from that. But if we're doing it the positive way, then we will have optimal wellness and we can live at our finest whole vibrant and healthy. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed as you take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest body, mind, and spirit. 
you'll be whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube at the Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together. Hashtag healthier together. Friendly reminder to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. On another note, my goal on this podcast show is to empower, educate, and encourage you to live at your finest. The words and other content provided here, either by me or by my guest, are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of the organizations that we are employed or affiliated with. Always consult your healthcare provider for your specific needs. Now let's get back to today's episode. Lifestyle medicine can address up to 80% of lifestyle-related chronic diseases. Did you know that? And in case you're wondering, diet is the leading cause of the lifestyle-related chronic diseases, followed by lack of physical activity and all the other ones. It is estimated that 6 in 10 people will have one chronic disease and 4 in 10 will have two or more chronic diseases. Worldwide obesity has nearly tripled since 1975, according to the WHO. The resulting projection represents an increase from the current obesity rate. It is so alarming that in 2015 to 2016, which was the last period where they had reliable figures from the CDC, 39.8 of the adult Americans were obese. And at that same time, more than 1.9 billion adults, which was 18 years and older, were overweight. And 650 million were obese. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, it was about children, right? Because it was a rise in childhood obesity. So 340 million children and adolescents ages 5 to 19 were overweight or were either overweight or obese in 2019. By 2030, I mean, this is a staggering figure. It's estimated that 50% of the population will have obesity, which is estimated to about 164 million adults. Isn't that crazy? Now, in case you're wondering how obesity is measured, let me tell you how. So overweight and obesity are defined as abnormal or excessive fat accumulation that impairs our health. And this is measured by what we call the body mass index, which is a simple index of weight for height. And it's used to classify overweight and obesity. Now, in terms of the numbers, you know, a normal a normal BMI is 18.5 to 24.9. Anyone that is 25 to 29.9 is considered overweight. And if you're greater than 30, is considered obesity. Now, again, pay attention to the terminologies I'm using. Obese is a label. Obesity is a chronic disease. BMI is just one of the tools. It can vary depending on race and bone structure. All right. Now, I prefer to use in conjunction a waist circumference, right? Because that gives you a more accurate measure of abnormal and excessive fat accumulation. It does vary by race, but for the purpose of this episode, I want to talk about African-Americans, right? So for men, their waist shouldn't be greater than 40 and females shouldn't be greater than 35. The range demonstrates risk for impaired health. And what do I mean by that? That's where we start seeing, you know, the, the accumulated fat beginning to cause all sorts of problems. It leads to metabolic syndrome. There's a lot of mass, mass effect from the accumulated cells. There's a lot of deregulation of hormones. So that is why we pay close attention to these numbers. But guess what? There's good news, all right? Great and good news. A lifestyle medicine approach to population care has the potential to arrest all these decade-long rise in the, the prevalence of chronic conditions and this border some cost. How do I know that? 
it's it's been documented. Part of another question that has come out in the past is how do we know that it works? We know it works because evidence prove it. There is a particular study that I want to share with you called the Diabetes Prevention Program, where patients that had prediabetes, that's an A1C between 5.7 and 6.4, were followed over a period of time. They were they were they were grouped in three categories. One where it was just placebo, just do as you like, not knowing whether the medicine was real or not. The other one was they were placed on metformin, which is one of the common um, diabetes medicines that patients are placed on. And the third group were placed on a life, just strictly lifestyle medicine. They found out, hey, are you ready for this? 58% of the people that were on lifestyle medicine improved, converted, changed their A1C to normal. You do nothing and you have prediabetes. That's between an A1C between 5.7 and 6.4. It's going to convert over a two-year period. Well, this group, 58% reduced following the pillars. And the other group of metformin actually did much less, about 30, somewhere in the 30s, some, I, think, I think it was 35 or so, were able to convert. So that tells you that just lifestyle behaviors, those pillars that I talked about, physical activity, nutrition, whole plant-based, stress, um, stress, stress management, and all of that actually made a difference, made a significant impact. So it's so important, these data that prove that lifestyle medicine works. Now, there's so much more that we see with the lifestyle medicine approach. We have this quadruple aim for better healthcare. And what that consists of is lower cost, healthcare costs, improved patient satisfaction, improved provider well-being, right? Because you want your providers to be healthy, right? If they're overwhelmed and stressed, if they don't feel have any job satisfaction, we don't want that. And another part of it is the advancement of health equity. You know, these are basic, simple things, getting some sunlight, reducing stress. So this definitely helps better health outcome. And of course, I can't leave without saying, you know, alignment with the planetary health. So, so, so very important. So as we end today, I want you to know that you're your own best advocate when it comes to your health. I want you to ask questions. I want you to seek education. I want you to seek support. Okay. We all need each other. No man is an island. You are too important. You are valuable. You need to inquire. I want you to start thinking about how you can live at your finest, being whole, vibrant, and healthy by putting these pillars of lifestyle medicine into practice in your life. All right. It has been proven to prevent, treat, and reverse lifestyle related chronic diseases. When you talk to your doctor, if all they're giving you is medication without asking about your diet, exercise, sleep, water intake, then that person is just a drug dealer. Be the one to educate them. I know that with my husband, we had to change his provider because unfortunately he wouldn't ask him about anything. And when he started having some issues with his sugar, prediabetes, I had to insist that they repeated it to monitor it or to talk to him about preventative care. So we have to pay attention. And the same thing happened with my son. You know, I was told, oh yeah, he's going to outgrow it. You know, my son, we like food in my home, definitely, but we're learning to eat healthier, to eat more plant-based. And so with my son, you know, people tell him oh, he's just chubby, you know, he's going to outgrow it as he grows into height. But I insisted because he was getting out of the, you know, percentile, the weight height percentile. And I had to insist on the pediatrician, please check his cholesterol, check his A1C. We have a family history risk, you know? And 
lo and behold, it was high. And so was the cholesterol. That was so alarming. And I had to take action right away. I had to educate my son. I had to tell him we have to do better. We can do better one day at a time, step by step, you know, no judgment here, but just curious about how we can make the change. And within two months, his numbers improved, cholesterol improved, you know, his A1C improved. Um, He's always been active. That wasn't the issue, but we cannot outrun a bad diet. I did the best I could in the house to provide healthy choices. But when he was in school, I really couldn't predict what he was eating. So let us remember that we are creating a lifestyle. It is lifelong. It is what's going to sustain us. We can't have excuses and have results. So we got to choose which one. And if, you know, there are obstacles and bumps along the way, remember to keep the goal, which is to be healthy, 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 healthy. All right. You could change the plan and how you get there to suit your every stage of life, but don't change the goal. So I want to thank you all. I appreciate you for hanging into the end. I value your comments and your your contributions. So please send me a message. Let me know how this episode has impacted you. If it's made any difference, let me know if there's anything else I can do. And I want you to stay tuned. Follow me on, on my social media as I continue to share just practical tips, tools, and techniques, all of that so that we can all be healthier together. All right. Remember, we're on this journey together. We strengthen each other. I look forward to returning as your host for the next episode. Until then, do your best to live at your finest holistic health because you deserve it and you are certainly worth it. See you soon. Take care and God bless.